Colleen Shaddix, and this is The Workup, a series of podcasts about health issues that concern you. Welcome back to C-Hit series about how COVID-19 is affecting our mental health. Today, we're talking about living with the fear of being infected with the coronavirus. I'm joined by Dr. Rashida Sinha who is Foundations Fund Professor of Psychiatry and Professor in the Child Study Center and of Neuroscience at Yale, as well as Director of the Yale Stress Center. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Sinha. Thank you for having me. We're getting a lot of messages around COVID-19 to be cautious. It is a legitimately dangerous thing. How do we balance that necessary prudence with debilitating fear? Yeah. So the kind of fear we have that's associated with COVID is very important to think about. It is one where whether one gets the infection or whether we are affected directly by the infection or not, there is a lot of worry and anxiety about whether you're going to get it and whether your friends and family are going to get it, someone in your network. And at the same time, we've got an onslaught of information coming at us of who's getting it, where are the likely hotspots in our area? And all of that increases worry. And the worry is just not in our minds. It's also in our bodies. You start to feel some tension. You start to feel some clenching in your muscles, your, your jaws, perhaps, wherever your own sensitive spots are. And so what we like to do is to, to identify those, to ask people to notice what's happening. And that's important because it starts to put attention on where your fear is, where you are with your own anxiety. Recognizing it is the first step, acknowledging it and accepting that there are things that we cannot do to change it. But there are things we can do. And that's what we want to focus on. And that those are the recommendations that are coming down around the precautions. So really thinking about implementing the precautions for yourself and your family. The other thing that is very, very important is even though it's social distancing, it's not social isolation. And you're hearing a lot about that in, in the media. And so that really means reaching out to friends and family and staying connected with them, asking about them, they asking about you, but also socially. Um, scheduling uh, play dates, so to speak, for your children and for yourself with your friends and family. Um, if you don't have uh, people around that you can connect to that are that are in your social circle, extending into some of the social events that are going on online. You know, it seems to me that, that the fear is going to take on a different flavor fairly soon as things talk about reopening. Folks like myself who have been fortunate enough to be able to work from home maybe venturing out into the world for the first time in a couple of months. What's that going to be like for people? Well, I think you're talking about something that is very important and a good thing to notice and become aware of that adds an added layer of anxiety and worry because we are not free of the of the virus. Um, the curve may have flattened, uh, maybe the risk is changing a little bit, but health experts are telling us to be very cautious and um, to be still following the precautions that they are recommending, which is still following social distancing. So depending on on the type of work that people are, are uh, going to need to go back to or social events or social things, even going out to the supermarket, you think you still want to keep the precautions going. A key aspect of that is to be proactive and to plan 
for those events, for a social outing or a venturing out event that you might be getting ready for? What would that entail? Who would be there? Would you be able to still have some social distancing that you can maintain? Would, do you have access to a mask? We're all mandated to wear masks to actually make sure you're putting that on, to have your gloves on, to stay protected as much as possible is really important. So really, I think keeping one's mind towards being aware of the precautions, taking them, planning for it, being proactive, and appraising the situation. is If it's a situation where there's going to be a density, high density of population, then maybe avoiding that area. If you are going back to work, having the discussion with your supervisors and co-workers about how precautions will still be taken in the workplace and how you can maintain those precautions and still keep yourself safe. So those are really important. The other thing I would just warn against is that sometimes when there is this unknown of how this will roll out, our minds will may want to avoid the situation, avoid thinking about that eventuality. And that's something I would pay attention to, because if you are avoiding it, you're, it's sort of the opposite of not planning and not thinking about how are you going to cope with the situation. So we want folks to actually be proactive and be planned in their approach of the shift back to getting back in the environment and not avoid it and wait for the last minute. So that's protecting our physical health, but it's also protecting our mental health by giving us at least the feeling that we have some measure of control in this overwhelming situation. Exactly, exactly. Ways to positively still maintain control over one's own safety and one's own actions is really important. Any other tips before we wrap up? I think the only other piece that I would I would talk about is really increase your own awareness of what's happening for yourself. What are those thoughts and feelings and tension in your body, any sensations in your body? Because increasing awareness of that is a way of also accepting one's own feeling, the feeling of fear, the feeling of anxiety. And that level of acceptance is the beginning of regaining some control over the difficult and challenging times we're in. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Colleen Shaddix for the Connecticut Health Investigative Team. You've been listening to The Workup, produced by Headstepper Media. If you'd like to learn more about the stories the team's following, visit us at c-hit.org.